This is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight Season 13, Episode 10. Locked out. That's it? That's what, it's, oh, that's what it was called. You started it like there was more. Holy shit. This is the most gnarly episode we've seen yet, I think. Oh, so much happening. So much. So this week we hit intimacy and we get Dr. Viviana finally. And so many things happen. So let's just jump right into Rachel and Jose. I have to start here. It's the logical place. Okay. So first things first, before we get into like the insanity, we have their first thing they do is have Dr. Viviana come over. Mm-hmm. And because they're doing so well, and like, it is interesting. Dr. Viviana makes it clear to me, this is the clearest it's ever been made that at, at least they want us to think that the experts are very much like being told on a daily basis, what's going on. Yeah. And <clears throat> that they appear to be talking to everyone more than we ever see, you know, like I think they have access to the experts to like call and text and FaceTime throughout. And yeah, we I'm have wondering not seen it all. How that information gets passed down to the experts. Like, it's probably is it just producers from, yeah. and then, you know, crisis phone calls. Yeah. It's just kind of disappointing. You're like, I want to see the crisis phone call. Yeah. It seems like there used to be a little bit more like showing us of the hopping on FaceTime or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll come. Um, but you're right. Yeah. So doctor, the, my point in saying that is Dr. Viviana is clear that they are very far along. They've told each other, they love each other. So she's kind of like, let's just jump right into sex. Yes. Because like, I don't need to like, you know, it's, this isn't a Mirla and Gil situation or whatever. I have to say, I already had red flags at this point. Because I felt like Rachel was not answering honestly when she was asking, like, how she was asking, like, pretty detailed. She was like, so tell me, like, have you been having a good time, like, exploring each other's bodies and <laughs> like getting kind of specific? And sure, anyone would be a little uncomfortable being put on the spot with that kind of specific shit. And yet there was something I felt like. I just felt like there's something more here that they're like, this feels like one of those cases of we're presenting the United front because we've talked about it, but there's like a lot more going on because her face was not when she was asking, like, how is it going? Basically, is the sex good? And like, are, is it working? Are you guys connecting? Are you enjoying it? And I just felt like Rachel had like lying cringe face. The but was whole going, thing yeah. was so awkward. It, yeah. it, it was just so like it was kind of hard for me to even get a read on it all because it was so <laughs> insanely awkward to me. Yeah. Um, which I was taken a bit back by because I thought that they would be more comfortable talking to. Yeah. I don't know. Like they, well, they just presented it in to, a way. This speaks to how we felt the first week where it ended up coming out towards the end of the honeymoon that they hadn't had sex yet. And clearly Rachel wasn't happy about that. And then all of a sudden at a group hang, 
she's like, we've consummated the marriage. And it felt like, okay, what you said clearly instigated that happening. But she acted all happy with it, which was such a contrast from like a day before, two days before. So I don't know. I just felt like, oh, there's stuff we don't know here. I feel like maybe they aren't having it very much and she's not loving it. And she's not allowed to say that. Um, Cause I felt like Jose was pretty much silent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He just, it just all felt like fake and like their secrets to me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just, I didn't read that deeply into it other than it just being very awkward to watch <laughs> and them uncomfortable and not, I couldn't, couldn't quite read what was going on. Okay. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, we fast forward. We get this selfie video from Jose acting like he is like revealing some massive, horrific thing that's taken place. No one has ever been wronged in the world in history of relationships <laughs> by how wronged Jose was, felt that he was yeah. in this episode. So this, I mean, I just, oh, I want to skip all the in-between and just say what I think. <laughs> This motherfucker frames this shit as though she called him by the name of an ex-boyfriend while they were doing it. Yes. That <laughs> is how he frames it. It sounds like that, which and is yet, not great. No, if it's that not were, great. If, that was, that if that was the case, it's not great. It's, and yet it still would not be licensed to fly off the handle and act like your person just cheated on you. Mm-hmm. It would be a really awkward, shitty conversation. And most likely, it you know, it's like, usually that's an accident. But let's, let's clarify. This was not during sexual intercourse. <laughs> this was when they were hanging out in the community room, like the fucking rec room upstairs. And what we'll talk about more, but just needs to be said, she called him Johnny. As in Johnny, our friend, who's in our cast with us, who we are seeing every single day because we are all living the same strange experiment as neighbors, Johnny. Insane. Like, it's like, it's, it's not any different than a mom who loves all three of her children and in the moment is like, da-da, 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 no. No, no, you, you, come here. No, you my know. dad does that all oh the time. Oh my gosh, everyone's parents have done that. I get a called. Times. I get called my siblings' names. I think more than my regular name. <laughs> um, literally, like it's like being with two friends whose names both start with J, and you accidentally fuck it up. Which was this case, Johnny, Jose. Literally, they both start with J. So we let Lynn let's rewind. So we get this ridiculous selfie video of Jose acting like again, she has cheated on him. The world is crumbling. <laughs> it's just absolutely unacceptable his reaction. And then we've got them in the apartment now together. And he's like he is just completely now he's in this like psycho mode that is really hard to not feel like, oh, this is the real you. So wait, are you talking about the in 
in apartment video? Or are you talking about when she comes back? Because well, the in apartment video is pre her leaving with the producer, and then she comes back and she's locked out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because he so, was losing it, and this is when the producer is like sitting at the countertop with them, yeah. and he yeah loses it. Yeah. So she's trying to tell him that like the way that he expressed himself was not okay, and all he says is apparently not. But what, am I getting ahead of myself? I feel like my notes are messed up right now. Because, um, yeah, we have the countertop conversation overhead. And he is losing his shit. Yeah, He's and cussing. he tells her to leave. He tells he, he her, goes, get out, off, get out, get yeah. out, yeah. Get your things and go. Mr. Cross in the church parking lot montage perfectionist freak ass is cussing his wife out. For something that happened hours and hours before. Again, acting like he walked in on her doing it with some other man in their bedroom. <laughs> like, that is the level of psychotic fury he is displaying. Mm -hmm. And there's clearly a point in here where a producer joins to sit with Rachel. I don't know if she was feeling nervous by his, I'm sure by him screaming, like he was being very aggressive. So all of a sudden the producer is sitting with them trying to just like guide it a little bit. It's not working. And he says, get the fuck out, blah, blah, blah. Rachel decides to walk the producer out, who I think is named Brittany. Mm. <laughs> um, and then in trying to come back at 1.02 a.m. So she had been gone for, I think only like 30 minutes or 25 minutes. Like, she clearly walked downstairs. I want to say it was like 1230-something okay. when she left. She walked this person down and then obviously was, like, confiding in them, trying to get advice, like, talking without Jose right there for the first time since this incident, which is completely reasonable, to be expected, leaves with nothing, no purse, no phone, nothing, comes back up to the apartment, and it's deadbolted. And she has to proceed to bang down the door. This asshole pretends he doesn't hear her. Does not come. Never comes. Leads her to have to embarrassingly be bashing down everyone's door on the hallway that they share. Hoping that someone wakes up. Because this girl, poor girl is stranded. I just, this was absolutely insane. I don't think there's any... There's no excuse for this behavior. No, there's none. nothing then, that could that could be. I mean, I know it sounds a little silly because these people are on a TV show. They have people around them or whatnot. But this is pretty freaking dangerous. Yeah. Like when you think when you take a step back and look at the whole thing. Yeah. It's one in the morning and your wife cannot get into the apartment complex. Yeah. It, it, it like. It, it, that is just, it's ridiculous. There's nothing that she could have done that could have warranted oh, this she, kind like, of behavior. <laughs> no, get away. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I could not believe it. Then, later, so that's pretty much the end of that. Do we even know where she ended up staying? I think it was with, the only reason why I think it was with one of... The I couples. think the couples is because, A, they have, like, 
they have dogs and you could hear like dogs barking in certain oh. situations and b we'll get which we'll get to later ryan knows information oh, so on the story so i think she stayed at brett ryan and brett um so yeah. yeah so then we're next day and you can tell that she is spooked as fuck she's been through enough too with jerks in her past like we want to talk about real red flags this is a huge this is the red flag of all red flags so now she's back in the apartment and you can tell she's i mean mostly made up her mind like i will not stand to be treated like this and like i just saw your true colors over the course of 12 hours and that's enough for me and yet i'm sure because of how yummy and great everything has been for her up until now supposedly um she's there's still like an open door for her if he if there's some like remorse expressed you know fervent apology blah 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 there's none of that absolutely none of that she's sitting at the counter while he's cooking and he's just like everything what what everything's fine the gaslighting you want to talk about gaslighting (laughs) this is gaslighting like literally acting like he has no clue what happened that smug smile on his face He's what is he cooking lobster? By the way, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. The audacity on top of these things. The audacity. I know you're always on the food. The audacity. He will not stop cooking. He won't look her in the eye, and he's just like, "What? Oh, okay. Zero remorse." Um, can we can we get to what he said about his excuse for the night before? Yeah, go. I lock my property before I go to sleep. Secure. Secure. Has to be. I secure my property when I go to sleep. I didn't know what you were doing. Has to be one of the douchiest <laughs> comments I have ever heard. I know. On this show. God. It just is so smug and asshatty yeah. for him to say it like that. I know. Oh, my god. Well, gosh. and the way he kept going, I didn't know where you were. I didn't know what you're doing. You could be doing anything. He's implying that she, I mean, here's the thing. Let's zoom out a little bit. What we end up learning is that this is all just Jose's own bullshit. Mm -hmm. So he is not, you want to talk about mental notes. He has not gotten off the mental note he made on the boat when in front of everybody, it came out that during that drinking game that Rachel had cheated on someone. No, that's the whole, that's, that's this whole, whole thing, thing playing out. And like underneath all of his seats. judgments of that, right? Because he clearly had a preconceived notion that once a cheater, always a cheater. Everything is very black and white. Then he has to deal with the fact that not only is his partner like ruining his perfect wife dream by finding out that she hasn't been perfect forever, but it's in front of everyone, which I think his ego is very sensitive to. Because now, not only does he have to deal with this info on his own, but he has to deal with the fact that everybody else might think something of him because he's with someone who's done this. You know what everyone else is going to think of him? Is that he's a freaking psycho for locking her out the night before. I know. That's the most public move ever. (laughs) Exactly. That that's not a concern of yours, but this is like how your wife is perceived as of optimum importance because it's a direct reflection off of you 
It's just this man has the fragilest ego in the world. So we've got that. And then, like, never mind that they did have a conversation, like, uh, like a week after that, where he basically expressed that that had been concerned and he would like to know more about it. We all know that he's a terrible listener, so who knows how much he took in. But there was a point where he had been like, and you know you've changed now, right? And you've grown. And she was like, absolutely. And she, like, chose to assume the best of him and, like, became vulnerable and talked about everything she learned from that and how she would never do that again and why and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's not over it. He has been holding on to this little judgment of her this whole time. And so now he's trying to build like a story or a narrative that like fits she, into his that view fits of her. into his view, which is like deep down, he's super paranoid. He thinks that if she did this once, she'll do this to him again, that this says something about her entire character. And so now when he's talking, I mean, the fucked up shit, like this producer was in the kitchen with you when you were making a damn fool of yourself. You knew she was there. You knew that's who Rachel left with. You knew you had just gotten into a big fight. And so it was perfectly reasonable. And like, you could assume that they were talking about the incident outside, you know, away from you. Yeah. So like, F you, you knew exactly what you were doing. You And then to just, I mean, I just couldn't believe that he was really going in that direction while she's just sitting there like, totally still like trying to be calm Mm -hmm. and like have a conversation. And he's like, I wouldn't, who knows what you were doing? You know, like as if you could have been off having sex for all I know. Just. And then he starts going in on, he's focusing all. So, so she realizes like, wow, no remorse, nothing like, so now she's like, well, the way that you have behaved is not okay with me. I will not be spoken to this way. I blah, 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 blah. Um, And she was like, you know, now that I think about it, you're very, you've been very controlling. And there was something about like two weeks ago. Well, that comes out in the letter. Right. So he, so she says, I cannot be your wife. Yeah. Right now. Then he doubles down and gets all, okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I can. Um, and she's like, gonna. Uh, she's like, okay. I'm gonna things. gather your. He's like, I can help you. You know, I think there's boxes in the closet. Okay. So then oh. we get like a little bit of split. Rachel goes into the yeah. room with the producer, kind of like she's like packing, but they're also trying to be there for the, her. Right and so go. she goes, okay. I don't. I really. I don't want to leave. But how am I supposed to deal with this? Right. The producer, like, okay, let's go talk to him. So then. She comes back uh, out, and um, the mental notes that she's been gathering finally come out via letter. Now, before we get into everything that the mental notes said, what do you think about this? Do you think that this was fair to Jose? I know. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying with the way that she presented the information, she pretty much reads this very long letter. That no, she has it was been like from her notes. Oh, that on her she phone. never, yeah. So that she never gave him. It that was she never like gave, a journal entry. Yeah. D like obviously Jose is like deplorable, but do you think I I don't know, like there's an 
What, what is what fair? It can be jarring when you someone's like, okay, I have to read you this, and it's been this thing that they've been thinking about for the last two weeks, but haven't said anything to you so about what? it. Okay, two just... weeks, like that's not that big. People have to think about shit before they bring it up. Okay, and I think that. <laughs> okay, I think that at this point she had nothing to lose anymore, and yet still wasn't totally ready to lose the whole marriage, even though she felt like his behavior was pushing her into this. So I think this is her last-ditch effort of, like, I want you to understand that this has actually been a concern I've had for a couple weeks now, is, like, oh, no, are is he controlling? And then for you to do what you did last night, like, I think her whole point was, I don't want you to think that I'm just storming off because we got in one fight. I want you to understand that this has already been a fear of mine that I've been trying to repress and like think the best of you and what you did last night almost like confirmed all of my worst fears. So I think especially in this situation with this person after what happened last night, I think she had every right to do that. And I think that how he responds is totally telling because all he does is focus on how she did it, her process, nothing no regard for the feelings that she described in that letter. Yeah, so she says I feel like you're a little controlling. Um, you won't compromise because I don't fit the mold of a perfect wife. And you haven't taken accountability in any of this. Yep. Worth some of the takeaways yeah. that I got from and that. And all he can do, which is a classic Narso move, also a classic political move, focus on process, not the substance of the thing. That's a great way to divert attention from having to deal with the facts that are being presented in front of you is to fixate on the how, right? Mm -hmm. And how you did it wrong. You brought this to me incorrectly. You should have blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know what? We're here where we are now, Jose. And she just poured out like some really personal shit that she wasn't going to reveal to you. It was essentially a journal entry, in my opinion, because sometimes that's how those things act, right? Like you're feeling a bunch of big feelings and you're like, well, let me write this all down before I just blow up or word vomit on this person. And sometimes the decision is like, you know what? I feel like I got that off my chest with myself and I've sorted it myself. And like, I'm, I don't think it's worthy of bringing up. And yet, of course, what's now ha happened made it worthy of bringing up. And he's just, I was just like, she's telling you now, deal with what she's telling you now, the substance of what she is telling you now. And the fact that you can't, says so much about you. And so I was really proud of her with how she dealt with that because I could tell that was a big deal and took a lot of gumption for her and probably is not how she's conducted herself in her relationships in the past. She would have probably in the past just kept it all to herself and continued to press on. Um, so his refusal to listen or take any of that in to me was like, oh, you're exactly, this is the dark side of everything we have been observing in, in him over the weeks. And it's been harmless enough in its manifestation that we've still clung to the fact that like they appear to be happy and they're saying, I love you. And I think too, now that I think about it more, I mean, I, I think you're right. I was just, I was just curious on, yeah. on your response of it. 
Because of his lack of listening skills, who knows what conversations have ha- been had over the last three right. weeks she's kind of to where she has tried to address hint. this, yeah, hint at ways. it, address at it, address it in different avenues, and obviously it's falling on incompetent ears, completely deaf ears, um, egomaniacal so. ears. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the gist of where they are at this point. Yes. Um, in light of that, so we have a guy's hang and a girl's hang. Rachel arranges that the girl's hang be the Lady Smash Things event, <laughs> which this is, we're going through, like, this is a funny trend um, in a lot of reality TV right now for the last year or two. It's very popular to go to these smash rooms. Like, it's like the new edgy thing. Like, you know how it used to be like, it went from like, like there was a moment where everybody was doing the axe darts. Axe throwing? Axe throwing. You know, that was like trendy. And now it's this, I think. Axe darts. <laughs> okay. Huh. Um, Interesting. Now, there's not a whole lot to take away from the ladies event because they were mostly just having a lot of fun with like random lamenting from Rachel that we already knew about. Mm-hmm. So what we take away from the ladies saying really is that all of the girls know exactly what happened with Rachel and Jose and they support her in how upset she is. The guys. Well, she says she doesn't love him anymore. Yeah. So that was a takeaway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, which I guess, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's fair. It's one of those things where I don't really, it's hard to really take seriously saying these couples saying to each other that they're in love with each other now because it's only been a few weeks, but that's just how the process works. And so I don't put too much emphasis on her saying she's not in love with her, him anymore either. Cause it's, you know, it's just kind of like they put you in these situations where you have to declare love in a way. So I don't know. What do you think? I feel like, She's probably still in love with who she hoped and thought he was. Yeah. But this whole event, as much as it's like, yes, if love is real, it shouldn't be able to vanish in a second. And yet sometimes the reality of it, especially in early on, is that you're you're falling in love with an idea of someone or who you think they are. And at any minute you can learn that they don't fit that actually. And that can sort of crumble all of it. So that's where I sort of get that. Um, But we have the guys playing golf, which I know you have a lot you want to say on the golf of it all, but let's get the Jose out of the way. Okay. So the guys are all talking on, on the green, if you will. Um, Uh, They weren't on the green. Okay. uh, (laughs) The green grass. It was green. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll let that slide. <laughs> so he tells everyone they're all doing like little check-ins and he's like, well, Rachel told me last night that she wants a divorce. I mean, apparently I locked her out. I mean, it wasn't intentional. Just all of this roundabout bullshit, which is just so entertaining to watch in real time when we've all just seen what we've seen. And you're like, at the very least, this was on national television, you fucking idiot. So everyone by the end of this is going to know that you were bald-faced lying to them. What I effing love is that Gil, 
These guys are not having it. Oh, none they of all them know are Jose having it. Shit. It starts to give you even more insight. You're like, everyone's been rolling their eyes at Jose from basically day one, I bet. And they just tolerate him. He is so bad at telling and all, retelling all, this story. Oh. <laughs> it's like well, the it's worst psychotic. retelling it's of like, a story ever. It is a narcissist retelling of an event. Yeah, it's like so, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Some things happened. Um, she, like, I was accidentally, like, she wasn't able to get back into the apartment. Um, and then, and the guy's like, whoa, what, what are you talking about, dude? And then Gil... God bless Gil. We love Gil. Hashtag everyone be Gil. Gil's the MVP of the season for me. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some details we're not getting in this story. There's something missing here. He just says it right away. And here's the thing. You know all the guys know because all the girls know. And they've all told their husbands what's going on. Um, I, I love. So Jose's reaction to Gil saying that is this face like, I don't know, man. It's a mystery. Like, just, like, <laughs> I would love for you to figure it out for me. And you're like, go fuck yourself, Jose. I don't know where it's come from. This is when we have Ryan, tag team, tag in. And, like, it's hilarious because he looks so disturbed that he has to say this. But he's like, I'm just going to say it because it's going to come out. Uh, she called you Johnny, man. The name oh. she called you was John. Well, because he's like, she called me by another man's name. And, you know, I just, and then you think of her past. Like, it, it's just so ridiculous. And he's like, she called you Johnny. And the guys just all bust up and start cracking up. We were screaming. I was dead because at that point we didn't know what name she had called him. Yeah, the whole two so hours. The whole time we, we don't know thinking, what's going oh, on. Oh shit! She probably did say an ex boyfriend's name or something, which in and of itself, still she does not deserve to be crucified for. But that is sufficiently awkward. Oh no, it's Johnny. As in Johnny and Val. As in Johnny and Val. <laughs> And they all just, like, lose it. They're like, dude, we hang out all the time together. Right, we're all talking about each other's business with each other when we're not with each other. Like, why are you serious? So that was delightful. Yeah. It was fun to watch the guys keep him accountable in real time. He did not really... He was still kind of, like, holding out. Like, these guys don't really understand... He, he was not very was pleased with being pretend, called out. No. He was trying to pretend that, like, he was being a good sport with, like, this little smirk on his face. But it was, like, a forced, uncomfortable cringe thing, mm-hmm. you know? But he didn't also... He's not going to make a scene in front of the guys the way he would in front of Rachel because he knows he would just get shot down and he wouldn't get away with it. Yeah. <sighs> but... I mean, the only other thing that there is to say on this and like things happening is Jose, Zach and Ryan were on this week of unfiltered, which I was very excited for because I wanted to watch Jose react. Defending his position, um, just the ultimate gaslighter, even on unfiltered. And it's super great because he's still defending locking her out and saying he absolutely did not do that on purpose. He would never, blah, blah, blah. And then freaking Zach actually calls him out and goes, dude, I think we all know that you locked her out on purpose. 
And it was, again, a moment where Jose was being held accountable publicly. And, like, he wouldn't... I mean, he did say, I, I obviously... Re as we all know, I obviously overreacted. As we can see, I overreacted. Yes, yes, yes. But you could tell that it was, like, killing him inside. He's trying to say that he didn't do it on purpose. And his excuse for that is... Like, oh, I'm, I lock the door every I night. I, I was property. just in a routine. You know what? I do that too. When I lock the door, I make a subconscious mental note of, is everyone who lives here at this location currently? Right. Because maybe I wouldn't lock it all the way if a family member was missing. And I think you'd have a <laughs> heightened awareness of their missingness if you had just gotten in a screaming fight. Exactly. In your kitchen. Like... Can you even imagine a world where we got in a fight and I stormed out at 12.30 in the morning and you locked the door on me? No. There's no world that exists. No. Not, not at all. It's, it's, it's just, just ridiculous. Like, the fact that we're even sitting here, like, trying to like lay out the obvious reasons why he uh, he couldn't have possibly done that on accident it just feeds into the whole thing that men like him people like jose do which it's crazy making because you have to start frantically defending the obvious fucking truth mm -hmm. or the facts in front of your face yeah so i mean i'm just like rachel run for the damn hills run there is the hills. no there is no reconciliation here in my opinion, this is a, this, if we're going to, the funny, I want to take everything Zach has said about Michaela to her face. <laughs> and I want to say that about Jose. He is, in my opinion, at this point, irredeemable. This is who he is. Yeah. And it will only get worse. And I think that there's more to be scared of because he is the man in the relationship and he is the one seeking control over her and that has the potential to be a much more dangerous dynamic you know mm -hmm. um zach i'm not worried about him yeah you know if i thought that everything he said was true i'm not worried about his safety or him not being able to clearly he's shown us he's perfectly capable of separating himself from the situation if not to a fault whereas yeah so this is really crazy. And it's so weird because it's like we've talked about, you can only go off of what they're showing us week yeah. to week. And yet every week we have obviously, in spite of what they've shown us and how we've been like, I mean, they, they're, they're saying they're super happy. They're blah, blah, blah. And yet we've continued to be like, but that not listening thing, you know? Yeah. But that ego thing, you know? Like it's gonna be a problem in the long term. And sure enough, here we fegging are. Um, so we had to talk about that for that long because yes. that was insane. But and now we need to move on. We need to move on. And because we're not going to get back to golf, oh, I'm going to give some golf thoughts. Okay. I know that's what the listeners come for <laughs> every week. Is But you know how I love my golf, ex um, you know, golf sessions on this show. Mm -hmm. So. Um, let me just first do a little quick analysis. Everyone other than Ryan, Sounds. I would be scared to be next to them at the driving range, <laughs> like scared actually for my safety. 
It looked like Jose came with his own clubs, which is always a good sign. But I saw him take a swing, and it was brutal. And- oh, of all people to pretend that they're good at something by owning the golf clubs and then to not be good at all, is it a surprise that it's Jose? No, not at all. <laughs> the only one who might be a stick, which in golf terms is like means that you're like a stud player, uh, is Ryan. And I know this for multiple reasons. First of all, he comes with a brand new, not never been used, tailor-made driver. And it's actually a Sim Max, which is this year's model. Retails at about 500 wow. So you're not going to buy that unless you are really good. Yeah. Now, his first swing, he looks like you only get to see him take a couple shots. His first swing, he looks like he just hooks it right into the net. It's not good. But he's definitely got some solid swing speed. So I was curious. Now... There's this app that I use when I go play golf and you're able and it tracks your scoring mm-hmm. and it gives you a like Grint. Yes. It okay. gives you a, um, like that name. it gives you a, a handicap. I won't go into all the details about what a handicap no, is. No. It pretty much tells you how good of a player you are in relation to other players. Okay. Now, I did some research and actually found Ryan. No, you didn't. Yes, on I did. Grinch? On the app. Whoa. I looked up what his last name was, A-T-I? searched it, and he's on the app because it said Houston, Texas uh-huh. location. Now. It's amazing. I have to say, technically, according to his number, he's better than I am, not by a lot. That being said, he has not actually logged any rounds on this app, so I can't know for oh. sure, but his handicap is technically better than mine, which I was a little bummed by. Bottom line, love seeing golf on the show, and it was a pleasure doing a deep dive this week. So, <laughs> wow, I'm you. impressed. Um, okay, Michaela and Zach. Hmm. So we intro with finding out about this incident that happened the night before because he's telling his friend about it. I feel like Zach entrapped Michaela with this situation. At this point, I think that he is total power moving, testing her every day, and it is bullshit. I'm over it. I'm over the test. I'm so over it. So they were hanging out, and then... They were going to go back to the apartment to this, watch a movie. No, and he this was, was post, sorry, this was post their fancy dinner date last week. Right. They decided, hey, let's go have, let's have, let's have a movie night after yeah. this. Watch a movie. They, Zach wanted to go to his apartment to get to the movie get that the, he wanted them to watch. To get his TV because it's bigger oh, yeah, and better. Yeah, bring it over. He decides to just stay over there. He gets there and decides, you know what? I think I'll just stay home tonight. It's kind of late for a movie. He texts her this. And then his big takeaway from the whole event is she really handled it well, though. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. That first off, that is really rude to do. And this is not the first time he's done this to her. That is so rude. So you make her think you guys are having a great night. You say, I'm just going to stop at the house to get the Apple TV thing and so that we can watch the movie we want to watch on Netflix. And then you get home and you say, never mind, not coming. I just am like. It, I was like, what the F is jerk. wrong? What is wrong with you, Zach? 
you're totally right. It's almost like he created he this situation to see, oh, how is she going to react to it? And then he oh, tells good job, him, baby. You right, passed. Right. And then he's telling this to his friend, like, but yeah, I did my report card for her though. She did really well. So the results She handled are in. this conflict that really was well. Great. And yet, even in light of that, which I think it would have been completely fair for her to be butthurt by that, my feelings would be hurt by that. And now she's in this impossible position where she's never allowed to express a negative emotion anymore because he's basically written her off as you are this. Mm-hmm. And so everything now that she feels that's negative has to be like, yes, does she need to absolutely work on her reactionary responses in times of deep crisis? Totally. Those behaviors were not okay. And we all acknowledge that. And yet like she's still allowed to get upset about things or to get hurt about things. And you can tell that she feels like she's in this impossible position because he has made up his mind about her. So even though she passes this test, and he gives the report to his friend as some sort of evidence that, like, my job is, like, my work is working, you know, like, as if he's, like, molding her. We also then find out from later conversations that no matter what she does to show growth or improvement, it doesn't even fucking matter. Which is the most torturous, messed up part of the whole thing. So then we, he, so he comes over for the Dr. Viviana therapy sesh. And he says, I don't think we're good at understanding each other at all. I have been scarred. I was like, okay, are you serious? We have scars already. (laughs) We have scars, Zach, really? Such a severe statement to make. And he's just like harping, 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 like he has this entire time. We're living in like three events on repeat, just ruminating, living in them. And my theory is that it's because he's already decided he's done with her and he needs to just keep reasserting that he has full justification to have already been done with her. I keep having these moments where I I wrote in my note, you know, during this. I'm thinking to myself, does Zach really want this to work out. No. You know, does it really want... I think at this point it's about TV. Like, it's just... Because it... he's written her off, and he gives her these impossible situations, and he keeps shoving her face in the shit, right? Like, will not let her live it down. Will not let us, like, start a new day. Yeah. Like, take the tests out of the equation. Can we just be together, and can you maybe just experience her as a person and let that speak for itself? No, he's got to shove it all in her face. He keeps repeating. He keeps saying these hurtful statements. Well, the big takeaway here for me was, you know, he was trying to, they were going back through this weird thing where he was just trying to label her as she is the knee jerk reaction, which Viviana brought up, you know? And he's like, no, it's fine. She doesn't need to apologize. It's just who she is. It's who she is. And she's like, no, my be, I want to apologize. My behavior was wrong. Right. We need to like work through this. Oh my goodness. And he's like, he's doing the same thing that these guys, like there's multiple of these guys that do this. He tried, he goes, I'm not saying that the way we do things is right or wrong. It's just who we are. We're just so different. It's just who we are. But then out of the next sentence or side of his mouth, 
He's basically saying the way you are is wrong and will not work for me because the way you are is wrong. And it almost gives it, it gives like an out. Exactly. Is what it does. Yeah. So he just like, I just felt there was a point where I just felt like he was twisting everything to avoid having to, because Dr. Viviana is needling him a bit, you know, and poor Michaela is, in my opinion, being very humble and she basically says, like, look, this is just hurtful for me because I, I have been very remorseful and I really do want to change. And I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect. And I'm not trying to say that I don't need to work on these things. And he's like, he's confusing everyone because he's like, but I'm not even saying what you did was wrong. And Dr. Viviana's like, but it is wrong. And Michaela's like, exactly, it is. And that's why I've apologized to you sincerely on multiple occasions that it's wrong, but you won't let me live it down. You won't let us move forward. That is what making amends is supposed to do. Now we can leave it there and move forward. It doesn't mean that we have amnesia, but it does mean that you're like, that you have an open heart to this person evolving or showing you more of them, um, to make new memories, to build something new in the next, the new day, the new moment. Um, and he doesn't realize, he has no idea. He keeps trying to use this as a way of like, see, I'm so open-minded. We're not, we're just different. But then he says things like, I mean, I just believe that this is a fundamental character trait. I just believe that this is fundamentally who she is. And it's like, oh my God, you are not, you don't realize that you're sitting there bashing her over and over again. And he said, she says something like, I feel beaten down. And he does not get that mm -hmm. at all. Um, and Dr. Viviana says like, have you been perfect in this marriage? Why are, and why are you expecting her to be like, this is where intimacy grows is when we acknowledge our imperfections and we don't slap a label on each other's foreheads and run away. We actually like, turn toward each other and like say, how can we move through this together? And he just like, can't really hear it. He really can't. He's not taking it in. And then she leaves. He absolutely crumbles, crumbles. He and I spiraling, spiraling. And yet what is his spiral fixated on? You don't know how bad I wanted this. You don't know. I mean, it's just, I wanted this to work so bad. He's basically in front of her, spiraling, weeping, telling her, I wanted this. He's basically admitting that he is done and he sees this as over. And that is why he is so sad, completely unwilling to bend, to release any judgment, to do any, no acknowledgement that he has played any part in anything that has happened up until now. I was like, he's like a malfunctioning robot right now. He's, he's like having a panic out. attack. He's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? To, am he's I having a panic attack about how he's perfect and she's not, and it's over. <laughs> and then, so weird. and then he's like, yeah, he's like, I just can't see. You know, you said I don't want to be a person that beats people down, and you said that you were beaten down, but I don't know how I'm beating you down. I'm like, you know, what, you know what you can do, Zach. You can support your wife and start stop bouncing treating every like, other night. Start treating her like a fucking person. Exactly. Rather than like this person that didn't measure up to your checklist and thus they are now, it's not like there's no hope here. 
And just so everyone remembers, let me remind you all why I wrote her off over and over and over again. So you know that I had a right to do that. So we had this fucking bizarre night. Like, I just felt like he had a meltdown because Dr. Viviana, Dr. Viviana actually called him out Mm -hmm. and said, you play a part too. You are not perfect. Do you think maybe you have some unrealistic expectations and then you keep disappearing? Like, when is this supposed to, like, become something better? And I think he's malfunctioning because he doesn't know how to compute that he could have possibly played a role because he is the perfect one here. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden, though, we're on the intimacy day. This is the Zach and Michaela roller coaster. And this is what makes me feel like he is choosing to stay on for the paycheck, for the contract. Mm. What after that night? Are you kidding me? Now you're going to do the exercises? Like, I just feel like it's messed up because it's leading Michaela on to believe that there is still a shred of you that sees hope here. She still has him completely on a pedestal in spite of all of this. She totally has him on the pedestal and like kind of is buying in that maybe she isn't good enough for him. And so she's showing up just totally open hearted and vulnerable to a point where you feel like nervous for her because you can tell that she's still crazy about him. Mm -hmm. And if anything, she thinks he's like out of her league. So I was just so confused, though, that this date was happening and that he was the one that, like, sort of planned it, I guess. He's like, I know you, you know, you were bummed that you, we missed the honeymoon and you didn't get to swim, so I wanted to facilitate a swimming night. Okay, they get in the water. She starts swimming, and, like, he literally says, you look so awkward when you do stuff. Excuse Not me. what anyone wants to hear. Excuse me. Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> you look so awkward when you do stuff. And then he tried to fix it and was like, it's cute. And I was just like, no one believes you. Um, She's trying to make the best of it, though. And they're like, there is some laughter and some like, I don't know, like giggling because like they're joking about how she swims, blah, blah, blah. It seems like it's gone well so far for her at this point. Like, she just feels like, okay, at least we're making a memory. And then they sit down to do their questions. She's all excited. I like how they do that fast. Like, I like the exercise. It's like, you ask, oh, they wrote questions they have of each other. And then answered them blindfolded. Blindfolded. And so, like, it makes the answers come out faster because you're less less self-conscious. Her answers to him are, like, very beautiful and, like, They're just real, you know? Um, And then we switch. And she's like, do you see hope for a future with us? And he immediately just says, right now I can't see a future. I mean, it is kind of doubtful, but I'm holding out hope. And I was just like, you're a liar. I'm holding out hope is the one line that you have to say to justify staying on the show and showing up for the filming scenes. You know what? Even though you're going and sleeping at home between all of it. You know how, you know who has a direct result and if there's a future is you. It's not something, yeah, I'm holding out hope I get that job. We'll see. It's, no, you have an opportunity. You are a participant. In this. (laughs) And honestly, to me, it gives me perspective on why I mean, not like he's super old or anything, but like when he talks about his old relationships as a 27, 28 year old, it gives me perspective on 
who he was in all of those relationships, which was a complete perfectionist looking and expecting perfection from another person who will never, ever, no one will ever be good enough for that. And he has already said that in his past, when he decides that someone is not filling all the checklist boxes, he can shut down to that person very easily. And usually there is no hope of coming back. He said that on their date at the bar. And I'm like, you kind of screwed the pooch, bro, by telling us your your method because we're watching it all now play out in real time. Mm-hmm. That is who he has been yeah, ever since. So I just, I think the saddest part of this whole situation is that somehow Michaela is still really holding on to hope. And I think it's so clear that Zach has none. And I just think that's fucked up. Yeah, I agree. Because she's willing to like mine her insides to try and be good enough for him. And yet he's giving her nothing back. Mm -hmm. And, but then tacking on a sentence at the end, but I'm holding out hope, which is all a girl in that position needs to not give up. Yeah. And so that's messed up to me. So messed up. Uh, okay. Who do we want to go to next? Brett and Ryan? I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. We open with their Dr. Viviana meeting. Yes. Um, the big takeaway is that Ryan wants the butterflies mm-hmm. and wants to be blown away by Brett. And to quote, I want to be speechless to have my breath taken away. And I'm like, bro, that is not what this experiment, this show is about at all. No, you're you on, the, on like, like too hot is, to handle. Or this love isn't is Love Island. Like, love, yeah. it, you know, I, I, you're not. There's a reason you signed up for this show. Right. And it's not to get blown away and butterfly. Like, obviously, we want that to happen, but it's like. That's not the leading thing here, right. dude. Well, and this is what's so hard about this show that is the constant predicament, right? Is that like so much of what this show focuses on and what the experts try and push, especially for people, you know, a lot of people who come on this show are people who have been waiting around for perfection for their whole adult yeah. life, right? And nothing has worked out because they have these unreasonable expectations and thus are never actually open to experience what happens next which is the stuff of depth, which is the stuff that makes the bond become so much stronger, which is the thing that makes the sexual attraction strengthen, and which is the place that you find out goes deeper than sexual attraction. And all of those things are usually experiences that a lot of the people that come on the show haven't had still because they've constantly cut themselves off from that when they've decided that someone didn't like pass their test. So you've got this predicament of yet Attraction is still important, especially at the top, right? Like we have talked about, we feel like there does need to be like, because long-term relationship goes through so many peaks and valleys, like you do want to have that reference point of a time where that was really, really easy to access because it's somewhere to always return to. And I do think that there needs to be some of that at the top. And yet if you're not open to how that can grow, which I'm just confused because as much as he made it clear to all of us at the top that she was not his typical type, all the redhead bullshit, 
he thought she was really beautiful and he was very attracted to her. Yeah. And so I'm just like, that's all you need to start with. Like, you've got enough there. Now let's dive in and let's, like, look for all the deeper stuff. That's only going to prop it up. And so I was very disturbed by him basically making it clear in that session he doesn't want to have sex with her and make her like him more because he's pretty sure at this point that her feelings are bigger than his. And yet you can't help. And so it's like there's this part of me that's like, okay, there's something that just comes off heinous about saying that out loud, even if that is the truth. But, you know, whatever. Dr. Viviana would say that was important to still say. I, yeah, whatever. Um, But I guess you could argue that there's something sort of respectful about that. And yet I'm like, if you see all this potential with her and there is a baseline attraction, are you telling me that if you guys go have sex, that's not going to deepen everything for you as well? Mm. Like sometimes sex is what takes things to the next level. It is what makes the attraction stronger. It is what makes the chemistry build more. You're at a little bit of an impasse right now. I think. And well, now he said too much hurtful things that she's not jump jumping to want to have sex with him. Yeah. And, you know, she I mean, here's the thing, though. I do think Ryan is very receptive still. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, like Viviana really talks to him straight, you know, and yeah. it's like it sounds like what you're talking about. Is Hollywood stuff. Yeah. And if you keep, if that's how your perspective, you're going to end up single for your whole life. Yeah. You know, and I think he takes that in. I do too. And I don't want to like jump too far ahead, but I really liked how in the dinner the next night, he said to um, Brett, hey, I want you to like call me on my shit. You know, like, uh, and so it shows that, okay, we can be self-reflective. Yeah. And so for where that was like and an example of what so many of the other guys were not seeing. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. I know for sure. I'm more, I mean, I'm talking about where he was at at that moment. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, and it was frustrating and we have to just, I mean, it was heartbreaking watching Brett experience this. Yeah. And talk about her past. Oh, and how she's like, I've been in a lot of situations where the other person isn't sure where I'm further along, mm-hmm. where I'm not, and like I feel way more for them than they feel for me. Oh, it just broke your heart. I mean, because it's like Dr. Viviana is pushing honesty, and yet, like, we are talking about some, when we're talking about attraction, I mean, that is so delicate and can crush someone's self esteem, you know, mm-hmm. especially when they're, I just, that really bummed me out for her. Um, and so he's like, he keeps saying, but I'm waiting for it though. Like, I'm still, I'm waiting for it. I'm looking for it. Like, I'm not giving up. And she's of the mindset, which I don't blame her. I feel like I would be in the same place of like, if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. <laughs> because who wants to feel like they, their partner, it doesn't feel the same about them, let alone that they have to like convince them. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and I don't know. And then he wants is to be alone with that... Dr. Viviana. Yeah. Which, of course, like, he has every right to. And yet that, of course, made her feel worse. Because it made her feel like, okay, so you have even worse shit to say about me <laughs> that you can't say in front of my face. And then, like, his whole thing is, it's a type thing. She's more high anxiety stress than anyone I've ever been with. 
That part is going to continue to confuse me. I, I understand the plain anxiety and how that might have been horrific three days and annoying someone to watch them have panic attacks. Like, I'm sure that that is a lot. But, like, this apparent, like, oh, she's always more anxious than me. Like, I'm like, what are we not seeing? Because, like, she's also so much more fun than you. So much more sociable. And, like, like there's all of these strengths that she brings to the table that you absolutely lack, Mr. Eeyore. Like, I don't know. I And that's what makes me feel like, okay, you are picking her a part of it. Um, but, and so then he decided to go home, you know, so he didn't stay with her that night. And that did make me nervous. What are your, I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts on all of this going home to, go, leaving, going yeah. home to clean? I don't guy, love it. I mean, how many guys, how many guys, like three Half guys, three guys have done it. Yeah. Um, so far. Do I understand needing to take time for yourself and like have a moment to like gather your thoughts when you're feeling insanely overwhelmed? And of course you would crave to go to your house because that's your comfort zone. But I do feel like that shouldn't really be allowed because I feel like it creates this like escape. Well, I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, you guys are going to work already. And it's also like, can't you just go in the second bedroom? Yeah, or, you know, maybe on your way home from work, you stop and, you know, get, meet a friend for drinks or get a coffee or something. Like, I don't know. It, yeah. I, I really don't like in such a truncated process how it's okay to leave for the night yeah, and for multiple nights. Easy. Yeah. Because then it becomes a pattern because then, like, you're just going to keep choosing the more comfortable thing. Yeah. Now, he was an example of where this actually had a positive um result which shocked me because i feel like nine times out of ten when we watch this show it does not work that way when someone starts using the out of going to their own house usually that's the beginning of the end yeah but in this situation um it actually went the opposite like you said he was very self-reflective i think a lot of what dr viviana said really did like percolate in his brain and he comes back and he's not like I'm a changed man in that I suddenly realize I feel all the things already I'm supposed to feel. But he's very like, I went home and realized that like I was looking at things the wrong way and like I need to calm down and I need to be present and I need to like just be here with you and open to what could happen with us. Yeah. So I just have to say this Brett, this is when Brett makes him dinner. Oh, right. How many, is salmon the only food that these people eat? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I, was paying atten- I was paying attention to this meal. Yeah. Um, now, full disclosure, at the time of watching this episode, we were eating salmon for dinner. Oh, yeah, so, we were. <laughs> but, but that does not excuse the fact that, that is all these people make. Everyone is eating salmon all the time. I mean... It's good for them. I know. It's just a lot of salmon. Yeah, I love salmon. salmon. It's just like, is this the only thing we can cook here? <laughs> is bake some salmon? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Now we go to their intimacy exercise date. Oh. You guys. There was some cringy moments. I have never cringed and so hard. The, and we're going to get into some, some high-level cringe with Bao and Johnny. Oh. But this... Took the cake. Took the cake. Okay, so we're meeting with an older tantric sex instructor couple. 
at I, what I'm pretty sure is the gym for the apartment building. Yes, it is. So it is like the least zen, like pretty place that you could imagine. I was just like, just on its face, this is like, no. Like, this is not where you do this thing. Yeah, we got some wrestling mats laid down yeah, on the floor. It's so it's gross. Just... I just kept thinking of all of the germs. This was, I, I mean, just way too much. This couple was way too into participating themselves. That's the thing that I so could not do. uncomfortable. That's what I, I mean, I don't like watching any of this. I just think it's uncomfortable it's for awkward. everyone. Yeah. What I don't need to see <laughs> is two middle-aged Tantra experts <laughs> also participating and yeah. demonstrating the way things should be done. Okay. I the sense of sound. Uh, oh. No, before we get okay. to the dripping pineapple juice. Uh, the sense of sound is the first. So, like, a lot of this is all about, like, sensory experiences, right? Like, teaching yourself to be present with, like, the sense of sound, the sense of taste, the sense of blur, blur. This instructor, like, what is the sheets, like, over the man's face? And she just starts doing orgasm noises. To give an example. And it's like the first thing they do. And you could tell that Brett was literally in shock. Like they were trying so hard not to laugh. And then when they're doing the the taste thing and like shoving shit in each other's mouths, there's fucking fruit juice dripping out of this man's gullet. It was so disgusting. Oh. It was like dripping down his chin. <laughs> oh, it was too much. Where did you find this couple, Mathis? Like, no. I mean, yes, because it was hysterical, because it was just heinous, but no. Um, and then it needs to be said that Ryan on Unfiltered says there's a lot from that date that we didn't see. Oh, yes, that's right. One Great thing callback. of which is that the sex guy's nutsack, I quote him, was hanging out of his shorts the entire time they were on the ground. <laughs> Full ball sack attached to the ground, just out for all of them to see, for all of the exercises. And then apparently at the end, the guy got up and had to say to them, I think you're going to have to cut some stuff out because my ball, my nut sack was hanging out the whole time. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but this was ridiculous because you cannot tell me other than like a hilarious experience that they will never want to have again, but will be a great story at a party. This did not bring them closer uh, other than that. It may be a trauma bond because it was so heinous. I have, this did not improve their sex life. I have no words. <laughs> I just am flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. With uncomfortability. I know. Ugh. Did you have anything else on them? No, I thoughts? just think, I still think. What do you, yeah, what do you think like in terms of hope? I'm still pretty hopeful about this. I'm still pretty hopeful about this couple. I, because they are both so level-headed, I just feel like regardless of their issues, their, their communication um, avenues are still open. And 
I think Ryan does have some self-awareness. Um, yeah, he has a willingness I think it'll, to... I think it's going to be okay. I mean, I'm not, like, blown away by any means. I guess maybe just compared to other couples' stuff this week, yeah. like, it just seems much more manageable. Yeah. Is where I come out on it. Yeah, I'm a little worried just because I do think that they're, like, if this is just a baseline attraction issue that isn't going to change, that makes me sad for her. Um, And I do think that after everything that's been said in that session, she's definitely going to be a little more guarded and self-conscious. So I'm, like, a little nervous, but I do think that he at least shows, like you said, a willingness to listen and like acknowledge that maybe the way he's doing it isn't right or the way he's thinking about it isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives you hope because you're like, okay, we can work with that. That's someone who's willing to be to to change and to grow. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm sort of on the fence. Like I'm not like super excited, but I think I could see them working out. Well, I'm wondering if next week is the month anniversaries. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to month anniversaries, and that can kind of like push couples in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of recenter, refocus it all. Okay, let's do Gil and Mirla. Okay. Um, right off the bat, completely blown away with how good Gil is at therapy. He's so like it, it's just so he just handles this whole situation so honestly but not mean like doesn't yeah. say mean things but he's on it like he's just it just welcomes it is an open book about it all yeah. it's just so nice to yeah. see um i i thought it was so cute that he opened the session by saying mirla's really nervous just so you know yeah <laughs> so like he wanted to make sure. It's like I just And they feel... have the best body language. Yeah. Of any of the couples, yeah. I think. Like they were like nuzzled up to each other. Yeah, you know. They were. And it's so interesting. It's like it's like he knows how she can be perceived and how she comes off. And yet he knows that there's like a soft little insecure girl on the inside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I get her. And I need to make sure that, like, whoever we're with gets her. Which is just a really sweet instinct to be seen in someone at this point. Um, She feels like a 7 emotionally. Gil feels like an 8 emotionally out of 10. I mean, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Like, that was like, I was like, okay, Gil is really into this. Yeah. Like, for everything he's not getting at this point. For him to say an eight emotionally with her tells me, like, there is some serious closeness and chemistry that they're feeling that maybe we're not even fully seeing. Um, then, of course, we go into physical. Mirla is an eight physically. Mirla, I don't even think what you guys do physically constitutes personally like a rating at all i'd be like (laughs) there's no you are not doing intimacy thus you cannot place a number on a scale i know there's hugging there's hugging here and there yeah hugging here and there cuddling (laughs) they do seem really into the cuddling yeah 
Um, Gil's a five, which I thought was nice on his behalf. But I did feel in this moment, like this therapy session made me feel like, okay, Mirla, you with the kissing thing, this feels like a power move at this point. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like a huge power move, a control thing. Like, and when Gil was, Gil was like, you can't tell me you want to have kids with me and not kiss me. And that was the biggest takeaway for me. Like, very, like, very kindly and appropriately telling someone that your words don't match, match don't mean it, that, like, the, your words are starting to lose its meaning. Right. Because you're saying kids, family, home, future. future, but I can't get a single kiss. Yeah. You know, and I think that was, like, an aha moment for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet she still was kind of... I've never seen it. I feel it. okay. It's not something I'm really worried about. And I was sitting there like, I think you should start worrying about it, Mirla. Like, yeah. I think you should start worrying about it because, and then she's like, there's just so much more before we get to that point that we have to learn about each other. And Dr. Viviana and Gil's eyes go wide. You can tell it's like, what? So much more before the peck? The first peck? <laughs> oh my god and then we have their intimacy activity after well, wait i just need to interject here. oh okay um we've been we pay attention now to the songs you you referenced the songs that are written by musicians for the show yeah and i had to write down the lyrics to the one so after their thing as we're going into commercial a song starts blaring and it says Kiss me, baby. Just kiss me, baby. Because everything's going down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. So, I have a anyway. few more that I'm going to say at the end. So they do this intimacy activity. <sighs> Mirla's annoying. Really annoying in this my intimacy God. activity. And, I mean, this is the thing. So annoying. And yet I'm just watching her like, honey. You're being so silly. Like, I just feel like she is deathly insecure and immature with certain things. Like, she's so nervous about looking stupid. And she's so uncomfortable with intimacy, especially in front of anyone. Mm -hmm. I think the cameras probably play a huge role for her because she's insanely private. Well, here's the thing. If you're not into PDA, in what world are you going to be okay with exactly. affection on camera Taking broadcasting a a, or wearing a blindfold on camera but it's the way that it's just the way that she ah, it bothers me because yeah. it's like no i'm not no we're not doing a body shot um i can't wear that blindfold my lashes oh my god and I you know, know what i'm kind of getting sick and For tired sure. of seeing her on her phone oh i wrote that too I, she's always on her phone in bed and he's never on his phone and he's always like gazing into her eyes and like super cute and close i'm like stop using the it's, again though i think she's uncomfortable yeah she doesn't want to be on camera cuddling with him she's like i don't know how to do that so she just holds her phone to feel comfortable and i feel like that's what she does with the intimacy stuff too she and she reacts that way to make it seem like it's not a big deal this is just who i am i don't like it but i think deep down she's just really like embarrassed and doesn't know how to do she barely knows how to do intimacy behind closed doors, let alone in front of people. Um, 
oh my gosh, when it was like, show me how you'd like to initiate sex. I'm like, oh, please, you couldn't get a blindfold on. You think she's going to do that? (laughs) But yeah, her refusal of all of it is just like, Mirla, lighten up, open up, literally and metaphorically. The the breathing exercise worked out. Yeah, I mean, she loved that. I guess that was a moment of intimacy that they were able to share together. Um, And then the forehead thing Yeah, where they were like looking into each other's eyes. But see, even that she was funny at the top. She was like, I don't even know, how, how do we even do this? How am I supposed to look at your eye? And it's Bill like, that's what so people do patient. when they're embarrassed yeah. to like, you know, when like you're supposed to like do something in front of the class and you just like come up with a bunch of embarrassing excuses because you think it makes you look cooler and it mm-hmm. actually makes everyone more uncomfortable for you. Um, but that was actually a really sweet moment when they did the what I love about being with you and their foreheads were touching. Um. And he said he's, his challenge is her lack of intimacy. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I do think that was, like, I do think that she is starting to get it. Like, this is a really big thing for me. This is, this is about me feeling like you want me and, like, you like me and I'm not just, like, a placeholder. Um, but I just wrote, like, they still make each other smile so much. And it, like... Almost to the point that it like, s- truly surprises me. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there is that, like, there's there's something unshakable in here. Like, there's something Some, real. It's, it's a comfort, yeah. And it's- I do think that she is a person that tests men, you know, from that classic place of distrust of, like, let me see, will they stay now? Will they stay now? Will yeah. they stay now? And I think she's finally starting to verbalize that she really recognizes that. Cause I feel like on multiple occasions, she just brought up like, he is so good to me. He's so patient with me. Like it's like, she's finally, finally actually defrosting and being like, okay, wow. Like the fact that this man can put up with me to this point yeah. says a lot about him. Yeah. And I hope that with that discovery will come her dropping some of her shenanigans. Well, speaking of she does give Gil his first kiss. Yeah, she does. Oh, my God. She does. That was cool. I yeah. was happy for, for both of them. Yeah. I hope that, like, I hope we're not going to be now, like, discriminatory over when these kisses should come. Like, come <laughs> on. The seal's broken. We kiss now. Yeah. Period. It's yeah. not going to be a buildup to every single one, Mirla. Please. Um, Yeah. But they just, they really fascinate me. And I do think that, like, Gil is the strong lifeblood of that relationship and is the reason that it is this way. But like I said last week, I just start to think more and more as much as we can all sit and be like, maybe Gil deserves better or someone who's more blah. But I'm also like, could Mirla work with anyone less than a Gil? Well, I was going to say, for all of the shit that we talked on the um experts last season mm-hmm. i there's potential that they really did this perfectly with these two yeah which is fascinating because it was not like that at first yes place. like egg on my face <laughs> egg on all our face um okay last but not least bow and johnny now perfect segue about talking about testing people mm-hmm 
oh, this made me uncomfortable. Johnny is like the old. Why are there so many tests this season? Doesn't it seem like everyone is testing everyone right now? It is so unfair. I know. And so Johnny admits to like testing Bao. Let me say something. Are are we supposed to be like thinking about? Are are we all testing each other when we first start dating or falling in love? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. I I guess I've just always assumed that, like, it's more, I don't know, it's more unconscious, I think, than than the way that they're presenting this. You know, like, I don't. They're much more conscious of their testing. I I would never test someone by, like. I mean, you do do little things in the early time, though. You're like, let's test and see if they text me tonight. Yeah. Or, I mean, and there's little things like, oh, um, you know, even now we're, we both kind of are giving each other side eye over some dirty dishes and seeing <laughs> who blinks first, you know? Um, but it's not Thank like just admitting that that is what you do. I love it because that's been my hunch, but we've never discussed. <laughs> oh, busted. Been, um, yeah. I, I would say I've been, I've been passing that test a lot in the last week. You've been doing really good with the dishes. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've been doing good at avoiding them. (laughs) Anyway, this podcast is not about us. It's about talking about other couples. And I'm not going to test you by saying, hey, we had this plan. I'm going to go scrap the plan and bounce and see if you get upset. It's like, no. No, It's fucked. Like, I don't know. At least Johnny's not doing that. But like, I don't know. Do couples make beds together? Is that a thing? His obsession with togetherness in every activity, in my opinion, is a little bit much. I just, I mean, like, I think we've talked about, like, this whole cooking together thing. We both love cooking. Maybe it's the size of our kitchen. But when either of us is cooking, it is like, get the fuck out of my way right now. I don't want, because I know, because, okay, so I am... I am a clean as I go type person in the kitchen when I'm cooking most of the time. So like I like washing out a yeah, usable washable you and you have a different approach to that. So there've been times where you've been cooking and I've wanted to like help out because I glance over into the kitchen and I see that it is like the front lines of a, <laughs> of a war going on and, and uh, spices everywhere and counter space being used. So I've gone and be like, oh, maybe I can help. I'm going to help out a little bit. And start doing some dishes and the <laughs> glare that one receives. Like, so I don't understand this I, I, cooking together unless you're doing it's like a, a very cute sounding thing. But unless you have like a gorgeous giant kitchen, personally for us, we don't really actually enjoy the act of it that much. We yeah. prefer to do our own thing or like if we're quote cooking, the closest we get to quote cooking together is when you're barbecuing meat outside and then I'm making the sides inside. Yeah. Anyway, so Johnny just wants to do all of these things that we have to make the bed together. No, you don't. No, you That's don't. weird. He said making the bed together was a test. He said cooking together was a test. He wanted to know, like, how much she... Pre- I, just, oh, I can't. That would drive me crazy. I know. Um, and then Bao was saying... She tells that story about how, like, yeah, and then I bent down to get something out of the oven, and he tells me later that he was checking me out, and I had no idea... And then Dr. Viviana made us all collectively cringe when she said, ooh, so sexy. 
I was like, please stop. Make this stop. <laughs> okay. Then we had a foot and mouth thing where, so Dr. Viviana makes a point. So they admit that they've had sex. Bow. It, like we have gotten from everything we've gotten from both of them in interviews has been that the sex has been explosively good. Very good. Very positive. Like, pow, right? Dr. Viviana says, now, Johnny, I know you said um, at the beginning of filming, like, that you like sex to be pretty vanilla. Would you say, and I think he's answering her like, oh, yeah, I did say that. That's how I like sex. So I'm going to say that it's been vanilla as a way to say, like, no, yeah, it fits how I like to have sex. <laughs> but But he says it, and it's like, Bao's face completely melts into a frown. And it's like, no. Because then, like, a minute later, he's, like, saying how it's raw, in the moment, amazing, explosive. I'm not thinking of anything other than being with her. And so I'm like, okay, then you just, you don't announce to everyone that your sex is vanilla. I think all he means by that is that he likes missionary position. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was like, just, it was a very awkward moment because you could tell bow goes from saying our sex is literally amazing and then dr viviana says this question and he gets confused and is like yeah i would say it's pretty vanilla i like to say like yeah it fits with what i said and bow's like Row. like you see it all melt like wait what but then like the next second he's like yeah, so that was a foot and mouth issue. Um, the rest of this episode, mm-hmm. I w- <laughs> of this part with them, I just did not need to see. I know, like I don't we, want to see that. We did so okay. It was literally, too this much. Thing, it was too no. It was too much. It was this over the thing top. Played out like that fifteen minute sex scene in the movie Three Hundred that literally never ends. It's like. I, that's the only thing I remember about that movie. And it, I was laughing because it was literally just angle, 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 angle of like moaning and like never ended. And like, there was not, there was no point to it continuing forever. And it was like almost uncomfortable as a viewer. Cause you were just like, is this ever going to end? Which I'm not like, not into sexy scenes in movies and TV, but that was one that stands out to me forever as the literal never ending sex scene that didn't need to happen. I totally forget about that because I'm just concerned about people killing each other in cool ways. That's what I took away from that movie. That's all I remember from this movie. Um, That's how I felt about this scene. It never ended. We got way too much detail that was not necessary. I don't want to watch. And then, like, no. When it said tongue navel, okay. you cannot tell me that what it meant was putting like literal pogo sticking three, your tongue into a belly button. Three words. Lick. So they do the sexy dice thing right. where they roll the dice and it tells you to do these different things in different places, whatever. Lick, navel, floor. Nope. That's yeah. that's when we like, go to commercial. I do not want to see anyone <laughs> lying someone down on the floor and licking their belly button. For the love okay. of God. And no. navel does not mean belly button, does it? I'm pretty sure navel that's navel what... gazing? Is isn't that just like belly? 
I, don't, I just don't. A tongue uh, should not go matter. in the belly button, though. No. Like, no, that's not what. Like, uh. I know. Like, she should have licked his belly. And also, I shouldn't have had to see it. No, I don't want to see any licking. Meanwhile, he thinks she's about to go down south. And she's uh. like, joke's on you. I'm about to lick your belly button. Mm. No, it was no. It was and absolutely then, not. And then we get, like, some <laughs> weird role play. Ow! They uh, both trade I off dressing as the nurse. I was like, stop. Please take stop. Take this into the bedroom. And they take it into the bedroom, and they still keep rolling cameras. Yeah, I was And they're like, on no. top of each other. Please. Please. <laughs> we sound like such prudes. I just, it was just too, it, it was, was too much. her... It, it for the show being what it is, yeah, you get surprised when you see things that you're like, "This is not married at first sight." Yeah, yeah. I would expect that on on your like you literally on too, too hot, hot to handle. handle Love Island, all oh, of boy, these other Island. things. You yeah. you expect it, and here I'm like, no, 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 no. This is family television. <laughs> this is a lifetime. Yeah, please make it stop. Yeah, it was. I and like. Because you get We're to know these couples in a sexy different movie characters. We're yeah. watching normal people That's who the... we've been watching all of their quirks and annoyingness, annoyingness. And like, I don't want to be a fly on the wall of your sex life. I, I, I'm happy to hear your report back afterwards. Was it good? Was it not? How do you feel? But like, I don't need to bear witness no. to this. No, no, no. So. I mean, yeah, it was just, it just never ended. Yeah. <laughs> but all of that to say, they're doing great. Let's not turn this into The Bachelor, please. They're clearly like... doing great. <sighs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're doing well. I mean, we didn't get, there was, is this was, the first it was week not we haven't a very, had any negativity? They just didn't. Besides Vanilla Sex? They didn't have, uh, I think they had the lowest amount of screen time this week. Yeah. Because um, we had other pressing matters. Um, any other like takeaways from the episodes before we get into power rankings and whatnot? Um, some lyrics. Let's talk lyrics. Uh, so after the Michaela and Zach date, mm -hmm. where like clearly it ends a little bit sad because he just said that whole doubt after, thing after the pool party. Yeah. Date, yeah. I always thought you would be there. How do we move on from here? Okay. And then after, <laughs> I was just, so this is after Ryan has left. He didn't sleep there that night. Mm -hmm. And Brett is clearly, like, distressed. Mm -hmm. But she's making him salmon. Mm -hmm. And the song is, careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, please stop. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Let's hit, let's hear the power Okay, rankings. one takeaway. Okay, one takeaway. Um, from Unfiltered mm -hmm. that I thought was interesting, and I may be reading too much into it. I can't remember who it was, which one of the guys was talking, but mentions that they are watching the episodes together. Yes, oh, and, I wrote this down. And there are- A watch party with six or seven of us. So that would lead me to believe that there are three couples that stay together, and then someone who is not together, but still friendly with the group. Rachel. You think so? Who do you think? It could be Rachel. It could be Michaela. I don't think, I think, no, I don't think Michaela is Michaela. close enough with them. I think them. it's Rachel. You think it's Rachel? Um, so, Bow and Johnny. Um, Gil Mirla, Brett Ryan. Yeah. And then Rachel. 
and you think it's Rachel. Okay. Interesting. I wrote the same thing down. Yeah. I was like, who do you think? I feel best. I, I feel best about my power rankings that I have all year. Okay. I feel really strong about them. I feel like I've gotten adequate time. And for the second time ever, second time this year, we've had a first to worst situation. Ooh. And so coming in at number five, I have Rachel and Jose. Mm. Um, oh my god, we've had this two weeks in a row, huh? Um, not two weeks in a row. It was a couple weeks ago that okay. this happened uh, with Bow and Johnny, but they worked their way back up. Okay. Um, coming in at number four, I have Zach and Michaela. Okay. Coming in at three, I have Brett and Ryan. Okay. Two, I have Bow and Johnny. And number one, making their debut at the top spot is Gil and Mirla. And I will have you know that even prior to getting that kiss, mm-hmm. I was going to move them to my top spot. Mm-hmm. And it would have been the first time someone would have been at the top spot this late in the season without actually kissing each mm. other. But alas, they got the kiss. <laughs> um, and I, I just feel real solid that this is where we're at. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. I, it's weird to have another situation where someone goes from first to last. But... The That's issues that jo- Jose show are big issues yeah. and very scary yeah. and like potentially relationship ruining type yeah. type stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's it. That so was a doozy. Much. Yeah, that was a doozy of an episode. Um, I feel like we should put some like prize at the end of this episode if, if you make it <laughs> if to you the made end. It to the end. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your patience. We know we're putting this out Sunday, um, which is later than ideal, but it's it's here. And um, yeah, find us on TikTok and Instagram and subscribe to us on the things and share it with your friends and help more people hear, hear what we've got to say. It's, it's crucial, <laughs> crucial information. <laughs> anyways we love you and we hope you have um a great week and we will talk to you next week can't wait for next week's episode yeah all right bye